another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on, man? Nothing. I forgot we, we, were, we were off for a week. It felt... It didn't feel like that. Yeah, I mean, we. it's not like we were off-off. We had our, our live show. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it's not like a total off. Boy, and that was a fun live show. I Yes. That people said it was one of our best. Uh I tend to agree. It was so much fun and we had a costume contest. Mill James uh won that with her awesome malignant costume. <laughs> a legitimate movie prop that she did there. She crafted and put on the back of her head. Uh so that was sick. Uh loved it. Um, so she won a t-shirt, one of the new t-shirts, and, uh, we had a couple other winners. Bryant taking second place with, uh, his, uh, fuck, what's his name? Eddie, Eddie. Chris Penn. Yeah, Chris Penn's character from, uh, Reservoir Dogs. And he had an impression, which I think got the points higher for him. Sure. Came in hot with an impression, too, so. And he looked fucking just like him. It was actually crazy. Um. He did. And then we had two people tied for third. Um, it was Sarah Nasta with, oh my god, <laughs> with the Richard Dreyfus uh, Dreyfus from Jaws. Yo, that was so fucking good because Paul was on too. She goes, "Do you know who I am?" And we're like, "No." And then she slowly applies this red beard to her face, and you got you guys were like, "Holy shit, are you?" <laughs> Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. That is what it was. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was like the best. Somehow looked exactly like him. And it's all it takes, I guess, is circular <laughs> s- glasses and a fucking stupid winter cap and a fucking beard, I guess. Yeah, she nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And uh, Aaron uh, McG- McGreal uh, did like a crazy vampire outfit. Um, so, and we had, oh my God, and we should just shout everyone out that came on with the, the, the costumes. You guys were all great. Yeah. Um, all of them them were absolutely fucking awesome. So appreciate y'all for copping on and doing that with us. Um, Bryant, Sarah, and Aaron, I'll be sending you some little gifts for second and third place. And, uh, Mill James will be getting that shirt when they come out. Uh, shirt pre-orders are closed also so thank you all to everyone that pre-ordered uh, it was a freaking huge order um so we'll be putting those in and getting those as soon as we can um and getting those to you hopefully before the holidays so and by holidays i mean thanksgiving so that's my that's my goal i'm not holding this out until christmas i'd rather fucking shoot myself so um yeah and then i i don't know how much extra we're gonna order of those this time around but um we might have some that pop up in december so Keep your eyes peeled on that. Um, And then... uh, Crazy is fucking November already? Oh, dude, it's fucking absolutely nuts. It's like, we're going to be in the second week of November already? That's crazier to me. That's nuts. Um, And I also want to give a shout out to Thom Tum, our brother. Just going through some tough times, so appreciate that guy. Um, So I just want to shout out to him out. And, oh... 
we have a schedule change that we do need to discuss real quick. Um, so originally we had posted something on our Instagram, uh, Reagan had posted the schedule where we were going to do thanks killing three as a live show on the last week of November. We are actually not going to do a live show in November. Um, because as you can imagine, it gets kind of busy around Thanksgiving time. So, um, it just doesn't make sense right now for us to do that. So we're going to do thanks killing three as a, as a regular episode, that week. So we're not going to take any weeks off in November. Like we're still doing it, which is just as crazy by the way, (laughs) but we just couldn't do it that weekend. And like the way our schedule is set up, it just, it wouldn't have worked like moving stuff around. So I think this is better, but what we're going to do is instead of the live show, we're going to do a full bonus episode for the Patreon members in November. I don't know what movie yet, but, um, so basically like a full real episode, um, at the end of the month, which will be cool for you guys. And then in December, we're going to do our free live show, free for everybody to come on out. And we're going to do two movies, not another teen movie. And then, uh, a, a, a second, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the second one as a surprise for December. And that's going to be December 18th. So mark your calendars and, uh, Yeah. That it, sh- it should be December 18th. We- well, don't hold us to it, all right? We might fucking move shit around. But um, December 18th, and it's going to be a two-fur. Two We're going to do one at, I think, like 3 p.m. for the European audience, and then uh, one at our normal 9 o'clock. So that should be uh, fucking awful. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> should be absolutely yeah. fucking awful gotta- for everyone. <laughs> Gotta learn how to pace. <laughs> we are gonna have to set a pace for not another teen movie, which I think will be fine. We'll just have some nog, maybe. Uh, sit by the well, f- sip. <laughs> talked f- about shitting our pants on the fucking Patreon. Yeah, well, if we just drink nog the entire time, <laughs> I've actually never. I don't think I've ever drank an alcoholic eggnog. I don't think I've ever done that. So, no, nah? no, I don't think so. We could do hot toddies. Just putting stuff in tea? You know, it's actually not even tea in there. I I, I learned that uh, once. That was crazy, but it's the best. Yeah, be true. There's no tea in it. A hot toddy? Yeah, they use different spices. It's just water, hot water, and fucking Jameson. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of spices. I was... I was at a bar. They fucking handcrafted it in front of me. And I was like, oh, fuck, there's no tea. It tastes like tea, but there's no tea in it. Yeah, because tea is fucking spices. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Listen, fucking. Should we <laughs> should we talk about what we're going to do mid-December through January? Because I feel like people are going to lose their mind. Please, because I don't remember. Uh, dude, you want me to say? Okay, fine. Guys. This Wait, is- no. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly don't remember. I, I'm very curious where you're going with this. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good thing. I think people are going to lose their mind. I, I'm going to say it because I think people are going to be super excited about it. Um, starting December 14th is where we have it penciled in right now to make it line up with the release of a new movie. Uh, we are going to do every Scream movie. Scream 1, yeah, yeah. 2, 3, 4, and then culminating... On January 18th, when we do Scream 5, the weekend it comes out. Er, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
I, I am super pumped. Uh, I think we talked about this either on Patreon or this show, but uh, I just watched Scream 1, and for some reason, every year, I'm surprised that it might be one of the best horror movies ever made. Dude, okay. <laughs> so I watched it in October, and I said the, I said pretty much the same thing to Tina. Like, I, I, I know that's good. I know that's great. And right. I'm like, why don't I consider this top five material? Because it is. And it every is. time I watch it, I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. Like, I fucking love this. I, it, dude, it's really is like top five all time. <laughs> like it's fucking. I, I am honestly, I, I agree. Somebody just recently asked me my top five, and I, I listed it. And Scream wasn't in it, and then after watching, like it is, it is fucking top five. It's absolutely, it's so fucking well done. It's it's insane. But I am excited to go down this wormhole of two, three, and four. That <laughs> that. Because I always forget them. Like, I honestly don't have any memory of it. A little bit of two. A little bit of two. Three I have a good four, memory though. of two. Three and four I don't remember at all other than three somehow managed to make a Creed song that was good in the soundtrack. <laughs> I think you brought that up <laughs> Uh, so that's that and then uh yeah the rest of november guys we're doing class of new we're starting trovember tonight our our always our favorite trovember uh so we're doing class of newcomb high <laughs> this week and tales from the crapper next week and that's that we're, we're doing two weeks of trovember which i think is a fair thing to do <laughs> it's it is it's totally fair <laughs> totally fair and then we're going to do Turkey Shoot November 24th, which is one of my faves. Uh, Ozploitation filmed in. I've never seen it. Oh, filmed in Australia. It is so, it's the dangerous game uh, if you hit it on the head with a fucking mallet. Um, <laughs> right. uh, and then Thanks Killing 3, a movie um, that both Joe and Paul messaged me and were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> Dude, we watched thing. So, I don't know if it's like a normal thing. I honestly don't know if it's like an Italian tradition or, or not. Like, even though Tina and I were, were living together, like the night before marriage, you're like not supposed to see the bride. So, even though it was my house, I had to go fucking sleep at Paul's house <laughs> so she could stay there and get ready. So, I, I stayed at Paul's and. When I got there, he made me. <laughs> when I got there, he made me watch the Clint Eastwood musical "Paint Your Wagons." And I was like, "Let's watch." <laughs> I was like, "Let's watch something else." And he put on. I can't. I can't remember the first one, but it was fucking bad. It was fucking real bad. But then we put on "Thanks Killing Three, and I honestly almost called off the wedding. It was so fucking terrible. <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to me watching <laughs> "Thanks Killing Three. <laughs> I had no desire to do anything. After that. <laughs> well, so that should make it for a good episode. <laughs> Sean, it's fucking miserable. <laughs> Maybe we could do that episode with Paul in person so we can just go off the <laughs> off the rails. I'm down with it. I'm down. I don't even know if you'd agree. It, it was honestly that bad. And I don't know if you would agree because he was miserable too. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Paul messaged me privately and was like, why, why are you doing <laughs> He was honestly. Well, like, we have a group chat. <laughs> we have a group chat. And he messaged me privately to be like, like he knew it was me and was just like, "What? What are you doing? <laughs> you idiot!" <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. Um. So that's our that's our lineup for this week. So hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys enjoy that. Um. And if if people hear me like sniffing, I it's it's almost ski mask season. For, for the recording i record in the sunroom i did it at my parents house and it was freezing it's just as cold here so i have a space heater on and it's like fucking up with my allergies right now so apologies all right 
noted, duly noted, duly fucking noted. So, but hey, there's no more crickets. <laughs> We're swapping out the crickets for the sniffles. So yeah, well, there you go. Everyone fucking deal, deal with it, people. It. Deal <laughs> with it. So someone, I think it was Mike Prez, uh, messaged me. He's like, "Oh, I honestly, th- he's like, I honestly thought you guys were doing that because you were doing like a summer theme. He thought we were like adding it in as an effect." <laughs> Actually, I think so. I was gonna do that one week, like I, I set it up to do that, and I'm pretty sure I stopped because it was already in the microphone. I was like, "Oh, well," <laughs> I was like, "This, this bit is not funny." I mean, well, I mean, it is, but <laughs> it's not, it's not here anymore. First was the birds. Which I don't even have that many trees near me. None of the fucking crickets. No sniffles. Sirens. I can't I can't win. Oh man. Um well we've speaking got not winning. Speaking of not winning. <laughs> we've got a job. Yeah, what's more idiotic? What's more idiotic? Continuing doing uh Trovember or, or participating in No Nut November? Dude. No Nut November is a bigger waste of time than anything Trump has ever done. And that's a big fucking statement. You gotta be a fucking idiot. <laughs> I could say a lot about fucking trauma and the shit they put out, but like fucking No Nut November, I no, go get the get, get a grip, you fucking idiot. I I I I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I we're almost for we have a limited amount of time left on this earth. I'll be fucking damned if I'm not going to nut while I still can. And, and then even like I'll be dead soon. And before that, there's a good chance I won't even have a prostate soon. So like, I'll, I'll never nut again. Like I'm not going to pass that up for November. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, I I think you're you're I, I I think these people need some help if if they're participating in No Nut November. I'm just going to be straight with you. I don't I don't like it. I don't think it's okay, and I don't think it's cool. So <laughs> that's my two fucking cents. <laughs> what about what about Movember? Uh, you know I'm not the biggest fan, but. You know, I can't grow a must. I can't grow facial hair. Yeah, that was always my issue too. So, is there a little jealousy behind there? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I can't. Oh, what changed for you? Because you can grow it now. Um, I don't know. It just grew in, but like even still, it it fucking sucks. It's it's not great. Like it looks not great. It, It looks like a fucking. Like a fucking, I don't even know what, like a 1930s mustache. Like when I shave the beard, it looks like a fucking, it like points down. Like it looks, <laughs> I look like I'm from, like from Gone with the Wind or something. <laughs> what? I can't. What's that guy's Maybe name? One day. Uh, Clark Gable. Clark Gable. I have a Clark Gable mustache and it's like not great. Like who wants a mustache that's like thin and points down? Not me is the answer. Yeah, it's like it looks exactly like Clark Gables, except he, I think he shaped his that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maniac! <laughs> if you can't tell, I don't think I have a lot to say about Nukem High too. So that's why. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, I'm so well. So okay, so Nukem High, real quick, let's do it because I love. I actually love doing this, and some, sometimes we do it, and sometimes we don't. Would you recommend people watch it? Great, great question. So. To not give you <laughs> to give you a long-winded answer, <laughs> I think the first Nukem High is legitimately good. Okay. For for what it is, um, I, I don't know what he did here. Like at least the first one had a story. 
this didn't. This honestly, it didn't have a story. It just it was just chaos. Um, and that hack Peter Jackson ripped it off the following year when he created Dead Alive. Did you did you, did you notice any similarities of that? Like the rat monkey and yeah. and like when the mom in Dead Alive turns into that giant thing for some reason. Honestly, it looks it, exactly like the things here. It was like a little weird. It was a little weird. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna front. I think there's something to what you're saying. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, uh, but would I recommend it? I don't. I don't think so, dude. I don't think I would. <laughs> I would absolutely recommend this book. <laughs> if, Why? If you liked Class of Nukem High, get ready for what amounts to one of the greatest sequels ever created. (laughs) (laughs) People before this episode were like, I think Joe's going to love everything that we do and Sean's just going to want to give up. Seems to not be the case. Uh, This, I mean, it could have just been like a 30-minute short. (laughs) He he did too much. To, To have that much like excess nudity and like over the top dialogue. It honestly became exhausting after like 30 minutes. Like, all right, I fucking get it. Like, just wrap the shit up now. <laughs> Dude, my favorite was they give you a flashback with a, with a, uh, a narrator. Then they start the movie, but then they're like, <laughs> and this is to think this all started two weeks ago. And then we get another flash, another flashback. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, that guy is my biggest problem with the movie because a lot of the dialogue is typical trauma, meaning it's like overdubbed and it's just like big, burly, large men talking in high pitched voices, <laughs> doing, doing like Bob Saget's routine from America, America's what? Funniest Videos. That was my joke. That was one of my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? It's just it's guys that don't fit that voice. Um,. But this guy, why does he get so much dialogue? He's not interesting. He doesn't have a silly voice. And he just talks into a fucking recorder for way too long. And he talks the entire, he narrates everything. Fucking, it's so weird. It's so weird. And that fucking dude that's doing his Tiny Tim fucking impression. <laughs> 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 This has uh, two directors, uh, one Wait, of which what's is... The tiny, what's the Tiny Tim horror movie? Did we do that? Fuck. Um, what is that? We did, I think. Wait. We definitely did, right? Blood Harvest. Blood Harvest. Did we do it? Yeah, dude, I think we did. I mean, I've seen it, and I don't know why <laughs> I would have watched it. That's it. That's the that's the thing. Taking the hiatus really fucked me up because there's a lot of movies that I'm, like, I'm convinced that we did for the show, and we didn't, which means I had to have watched it during that hiatus because it's like recent memory. So it's like, what was I doing? Why was I doing that, dude? Like, I don't see. Why did we even stop the show if I was going to watch Tiny Tim <laughs> like free time? I don't see it in our list of movies. <laughs> that's it, psychotic. Fucking list. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, the big problem was is the cult movie challenge. I think that was like a big factor in it. Ah, I only did like five of those. <laughs> like I, I gave up like five five weeks in both times. <laughs> I went through them all, and it was it was exhausting. Um, 
So, yeah, this is directed by uh, this guy, Eric Luziel. He does nothing else except the third one. And then Donald Jackson, who uh, directed Hell Comes to Frogtown, um, as well as Return to Frogtown, which I did not know was a movie. (laughs) And then looking through his his movies, he appears to just love frogs because then we get Toad Warrior in 1996 (laughs) And Max Hell Frog Warrior in 2002. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of a weird thing. This guy loves frogs. <laughs> it's so fucking weird to me, but uh, God bless him. God bless him. We got, uh, we have uh, 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 Brick Bronski, who is a pro wrestler uh and uh a trauma actor he also worked in uh jcvd's the quest jean-claude van damme's the quest i saw uh, he was in that but that's that's the most he really does with his career and the poor dude uh died of covid not a couple months ago so r.i.p yeah super sad uh 57 years old bummer brick bronsky what a fucking name great name brick great name. terrible ponytail Terrible ponytail. <laughs> Terrible ponytail. Uh, they called. Did you notice they called him Richard or Richard Smith at the beginning of this movie, and then changed it to Roger Smith? <laughs> okay, okay. Because I, <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> that's that's so bizarre. Because I was going to ask you if they were changing his name, because they they most definitely called him Richard Smith in the beginning. Yes. Yes. Because I don't take note. I don't like. I I write down like three things. Each time we do a show, <laughs> just for like a talking point for me. And I have Richard Smith written down <laughs> within the first five minutes. Yes. Richard Smith is what he goes by in this, but is Im- only once. And then is immediately switched to Roger. Weird thing, though, if you look at <laughs> Class of Newcomb High 3, he is listed as Richard Smith slash Roger Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they explain it. I guess we have to do this. Slash thing. Dick Smith. Of course, because like, I mean, that you know, that's what it was supposed to be. I feel like they fucked up going to Roger. Like, I, f- I feel like Lloyd probably saw the final cut and was like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Dick Smith. His name was Dick Smith. Richard Smith. Get I it? <laughs> I can't believe how it was. Like, I mean, we, we've been doing this all along and we interviewed Lloyd. So, so I can believe. So what I'm trying to say is it's astounding. How immature trauma movies can be. Like, th- there's there's a building that gets crushed at the end, and it's just called Tit. <laughs> give, me, give me a fucking grown ass man Dude. calling a building Tit. Trauma, trauma inst- Institute of Technology is what Tit stands for. I know, I know, but it's just, oh yeah, it's so fucking immature. Uh, and it was also dedicated to him. It said in memory of Lloyd Kaufman on the building, L- Lloyd Kaufman Memorial Auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fucking incredible. Um, uh, so we got Brick Bronski, uh, you got Lisa Gay in this, who's just a trauma staple. Um, she was in a lot of the Toxie movies. She was Casey's mom from Terra Firma, but that's about all we got for this one. And, you know, um, some of the trauma movies we've done in the past have been super fun where you can find a lot of background stuff on it or like cool. Like they, they always make like behind the scenes movies like full documentaries they make like documentaries yeah. for each movie they did each movie but they did not do one for this which i was a little bit bummed out about but because uh, i was i wanted to know everything about this because i guess the movie doesn't <laughs> tell me enough, <laughs> enough um yeah yeah so uh 
before we get into it, I did want to just say one thing. This this guy, this director, Eric Luziel, said uh, he hired three porn actresses. But what was funny is all the regular actresses would be the ones that were partying all night, getting down and having crazy parties. And the porn actresses went to bed early and read books. And he thought that that was very funny because porn was just a business. <laughs> Great. That's This is IMDb's trivia, by the way, for this movie. It's like the only piece. Only piece of trivia. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for clearing up. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Oh, can you believe that? Um, so we get a recap in this movie at the beginning, which I, you know, I was watching it and I was like, boy, this movie has. Wait, some- I, have to, I have to. Sorry, I have to interrupt because because that's honestly so bizarre to bring that up, and also that what that means to me is that guy just just clearly asking the porn actresses to go out with them at night and they're like oh we gotta go back and read and then clearly just went out and did uh yeah you're a hundred (laughs) percent right and of course like the normal women did not want to fuck this guy so they were like he was like oh what a fucking bizarre turn of events (laughs) i hired three so i could have two backups uh and and also by the way they were probably also partying and just told him they were. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's <laughs> oh, what I'm okay. Saying. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I fucking ruined your joke. That's super fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was like, you want to fucking party? Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're, gotta, we're, gotta go read. <laughs> we gotta get a good read in before we a- act in class of Nukem High 2. We're <laughs> he's, still, he's still talking about it to this day. <laughs> before you constantly call my breasts. Fucking, what does he call them? The, the entire movie, they say 8,000 times. Large melons? Weighty melons? <laughs> weighted melons? Well, dude, they, they can't stop saying it in this movie. Fuck. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I don't remember what it was. I wrote it down somewhere. They won't stop saying it. It's in it. Oh, he, they melon heavy. <laughs> they're going. <laughs> They're like the subhumanoids are like to dis- distinguish a male and a female subhumanoid. Cause I guess, I don't know if they actually are male or female. I don't think they are kind of, but there's, there's subhumanoids and then melon heavy <laughs> subhumanoids get it. Cause they have breasts, exposed breasts. So that's, <laughs> that's the thing. But then they say it constantly through the movie. Even there's one scene where like they're all evacuating and uh, like, like the military's running out and there's also a naked woman, of course. And they're like melon, <laughs> melon, heavy ladies first or melon, heavy breasts first. And she's like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they all wait to let her go through the door first. So fucking weird ass shit. Uh, yeah. Very immature. This movie, by the way, if you couldn't tell already, but, um, but we get a recap of the first one. Right. And I was like, wow, I, I really do like the first one. It's so insane. It's absolutely it's outrageous. It's fucking nuts. Um, and I mean, I, I do have issues with this. I mean, I was definitely joking saying this was a fucking <laughs> amazing. It's not amazing. It's a fucking mess. But <laughs> I, it, it was trauma enough for me to get through it and be like, I kind of like it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, That's fair. But but the first Nukem High, like, oh, my God, they showed so many great things. And, like, even the commentary was super funny because you have this narrator who's talking about the events of the first one. And he's, like, listing, listing all these insane side effects from the 
nuclear plant. <laughs> and then he's like, and the worst of them all, it caused them to dance badly. And it like, and I think that's something we even discussed on that episode, which was like, they danced like absolute psychos. Like it was actually alarming. And so it was like super funny to hear them say that. Um, and they showed like the guy that grabbed, that grew fucking breasts and the weird fucking pregnancy, all those fucking weird ass scenes, dude. It was, that movie is just so out of control. Um, and I think, I think this guy, he was trying, right? He was, was. he was trying to replicate that and it's not great. (laughs) It's not, it's really not great, but you know, again, it, it just wasn't full length material to me for sure. World was welcome pretty quickly. Well, and I mean, you know, you said there's no story. I I agree. I mean, it took me literally three quarters through the movie to be like to put together what was actually happening and why why I cared why I cared about any of this happening. <laughs> the rest of it, it was it's just like all shock value, right? It's just like tra- exactly. trauma trauma shock value. Like, oh, this is what trauma people want to see. Um, Including the Toxic Avengers showing up, which was <laughs> Toxic Avengers showing up, uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall, being meta. <laughs> it's like when in this opening scene after they finally do the flashback. Well, let's get into it. They they <laughs> they reopen the toxic waste plant, right? Right. But in order to do that, the stipulation was they had, they also had to be a junior college <laughs> with like on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. That's a funny idea. Yeah. Um and they had they had small locker spaces, which meant that <laughs> which meant that they had less clothing, which is what reasoning? <laughs> I I love that. And then you just get like a montage of, you know, scantily clad or and or topless women, which I'm not going to complain about. But then it's just like that's all it is for 25 minutes. It's actually way more excessive than trauma normally is, too. I, I yes. felt like, like I felt like, again, like you said, like trauma nudity is to me pretty fun. Like it, it it's funny. It you, is. You know, yeah. there's movies where you're like. I don't know how to explain this. There's movies where you watch like naked actresses and you're like, God, I hope she knew what she was getting into. Everyone in a trauma film looks like they're having the best time of their lives. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Everyone's on board. Like, you know, everyone's cool with what they're doing. Like, you know, like, and that's always like a nice nice feeling when you see that. And you're like, okay, like, I I don't think anyone here is doing anything that they don't want to do. Yeah, it looks like a party. Exactly. And I'm sure it is. I... (laughs) I'm sure it's fucking insane. I would love, yeah, I would love to be on set with of a trauma movie. <laughs> um, so it was, it's, it's really cool um, in that sense. But uh, in this one, it just feels just like a lot more. It, it, and it just wasn't like, oh, I, I don't know. Like it just, it was excessive. You said, you said it feels more excessive. Like I think of Terra Firmer, which is one of the more like, like out there trauma movies, yeah. right? But, it, but I think it works so well because there's things that – it gives you a break. Like there's things that happen that progress the story and the characters along. And then he hits you with it and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. So the when you first see it, you're like, this is awesome. Like this movie's going to 
be off the rails. But then there's nothing to give you that break. So after a while, you're like, all right, I fucking get it. Like, <laughs> do something to to move this along, please. I agree. I agree. Actually, and I, I don't want to interrupt us talking about this show because we keep doing that. But um, I, you know what? An idea you had and you pitched to me, and I thought about this just because of Terra Firmer. Um, I think it's like so genius. Joe was pitching like, I, I don't know. I mean, we didn't decide on an exact details of it. But oh, going back? Doing, doing like a once a month like fucking rewind on a movie that we've already covered in our first run. Again, this run. And I yeah, thought it was yeah, fucking like, genius. For like 2015 or 2016, I would love to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of things. We tried to be like scholarly back then, which. I know. <laughs> we're fucking not. <laughs> I want like, I want to go back and watch some of those. Scott, it was like a mix of like scholarly and also like, uh, like, like one of the reasons like I, I needed to like take a break from the show was because I was doing the same material. I felt like every episode and it was just like. This movie stinks because this guy stinks. And it's like, okay, like, I, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? And um, I, I'm not doing that this time around. So I, I'm really, I'd like to take a look at it. And also, as people have pointed out, our opinions seem to have changed dramatically on certain things. So <laughs> my favorite was the guy that was like, hey, it was super weird when you guys were talking about how much you both would defend and love disco. And there is literally an episode where you shit on disco for like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's fucking funny as hell. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's, I think it's genius. And I don't know if it would be like once a month, but like, I think, I think there's definitely room to do that somewhere in there um, or, or like a live show or something. I don't know. I, I'd like to, I would love to go to, back. Yeah. yeah same. Cause I remember being critical about Wolf Cop. I've never I, seen right. Wolfcock before or after. And I'm like, why the fuck was I critical about Wolfcop? Some guy's <laughs> dick gets mutilated. It's about a cop that's a wolf. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I would probably enjoy that. Man. I thought about that same movie, too, when because Paul brought up, for some reason, Wolfcop 2. Was like, I don't know why. Like, Paul's so fucking... Paul's like, have you guys watched Wolfcop fucking Returns or whatever? And we're like, <laughs> no. What? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was like in that moment, I was like, man, I feel like I, I don't even want to re-listen to that episode. I feel like I'd, I'd get like douche chills about myself, but I would, uh, well, that, that's why I brought it up. I, I feel like listening to my takes from 2015, 2016 would, would literally like devastate me. <laughs> <laughs> would we, would we cut in our takes? Oh man, I don't think I could do it. Honestly, I, oh, man. I'm too fucked up. I'm, I like I'll fuck me up. Like I, I'm too critical. I, I like I'll cry. No, I, I kind of like that. I kind of <laughs> like that. I, it, it would. You said do shows. Like it. It would. It would give me goosebumps to hear my fucking shitty take. Um, I like that idea. I would legitimately like scream into the microphone probably because like I would just not. I don't know if I'd be able to handle it. But maybe that's what I need to do to myself. Maybe I need to like just fucking teach myself a lesson. <laughs> and play Because I'll end up agreeing with all the negative reviews that we've gotten. Because they probably picked like an episode like that and we're like these fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i like the idea we, sh- right. we should explore that we'll think about that <laughs> we'll, do, we'll put an exploratory committee together workshop Being it. critical about zombievers <laughs> give me a fuck <laughs> what the fuck are we doing <laughs> i probably have so much fun now you're not you're not making me want to do this anymore <laughs> <laughs>
I forgot about Zombievers. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> hey, we lived, we learned, and then then we got loves. All right. <laughs> then we took a hiatus that infuriated a lot of people and then came back and got it together. Um, I actually think we were better. No, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Listen, we've got a lot of trauma to cover here, uh, including this credit. Uh, uh, we get into the, cr- oh, well, okay. So Joe, as Joe said, they built a junior college, right? And we get the most insane, just montage of people fucking running. They're all running away from something. Um, there's people with gas masks on that are like rubbing it. Dude, that scene is like a minute long of two people fucking in gas masks and like, <laughs> rubbing the gas mask canisters together like they're like Eskimo kisses. That scene lasts for 60 seconds and that's doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> and then the credits pop up and it says, it's like normal credits and then it says, Greeny the Weenie Man created by Gary Young. And I was like, I need to know what the fuck this credit means. What is Greeny the Weenie Man? So I start looking it up. There is nothing on the internet about it. Um, but I think I figured out who it is. <laughs> I think it's the subhumanoid that talks like a British actor, <laughs> like a British thespian. Do you know who I'm talking the one, about? The one that was in all green. The one that was what? Remember somebody comes in, they're in an all green, they're, they're dressed like Master Chief from uh, Halo. No, not that. No, it was like. This little subhumanoid thing, like one of the little heads that floats around. But oh, this, oh, the, oh. <laughs> this was the, the head that crank. was going like, help me, help me, Roger. And oh, <laughs> dude, dude, the one the one that, that they ripped off from Almer. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so weird. I think that's Greeny the Weenie Man, but I, I can't be sure. Um. And we, yeah, we get this insane uh, uh, montage of the, like the lockdown evacuation and riots and everyone's leaving the school, <laughs> fucking cars crashing, buses crashing. <laughs> it's honestly crazy the budget they had because I know they use a lot of like. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because he's exploding buses. I mean, what, this is, what are you doing? It It's crazy. And I know that like the, they, they often in trauma like recycle their stuff. This was not recycled. This was all new explosion material. Yeah. Because we see the cars operating earlier in the movie. It's not It's not the generic B-roll that they use normally. Like, this is all new. Dude, they use claymation in this. <laughs> and, like, it's not far off from, like, Army of Darkness's claymation. Like... No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's right there. So, like, that's... That's a that's a bigger budget, man. <laughs> like I don't I don't know how they do it. And then we also see a giant kaiju fucking squirrel stepping on model buildings. Dude, having a kaiju in this movie, I <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we meet our hero Roger Smith, who is uh, dictating. And I know I know I know Lloyd Kaufman wrote this line because it made me laugh and. Obviously, that would make him up. His goodbye byline. <laughs> his goodbye byline. <laughs> Dictating his goodbye byline. Because um, he's, a, he's a journalist for the college. First, I thought he was like an undercover journalist. And then it turns out he's just a student journalist. 
Yeah, I thought he was too. I thought he was like because he's acting like he's he's a frontline army journalist. Yes, you know? yes. That he was deployed there, but he's just a fucking idiot that goes to the school. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he loses the woman he loves, Victoria, and uh, one of, another funny scene is, like, he, she, she's dying, and he's like, well, rest in peace, Victoria, and then he, like, her tongue is hanging out of her mouth, and he shoves it back into her, her mouth, <laughs> and honestly, would you do that if it was the woman you loved? <laughs> when I shove her tongue back in her mouth? Yeah, like, to save her the fucking embarrassment when the paramedics get there. <laughs> I don't. I feel like Tina would ask. That would cause so much complications. Like when they do their investigation. Why are your fingerprints all over her fucking tongue? You're fucking. Why was her tongue lodged down her throat? She was alive until you put that bacteria in her fucking mouth. Yeah, she suffocated. Because you. Oh, good. oh, it's so sad. She would have survived if all that bacteria somehow didn't show up in her mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Roger Smith, uh, or Richard Smith, however you want to call him, talks for so long while all this absolute chaos is happening around him. And then he says, and you th- you think this is just going to like be the way the movie pops off, which would have been very trauma-esque, and I was fine with it. But then he's like, just to think a few weeks ago, everything on campus was perfectly normal. <laughs> and you're like, dude, we're going back again? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're going to go back and come back to this scene again? Like, come on, man. Um. And it's just nonstop. This this movie is nonstop bits, right? It's just bit after right. bit after punchline after <laughs> dad joke. <laughs> it's meta joke. And it's just like all over the place. Like the cafeteria, like it's like the typical trauma cafeteria where there's like rats in the food and stuff. And but like the he's narrating it now, Roger. And he's like, the cafeteria only serves plastic novelty toys. That's kind of weird. You know, <laughs> All right, we, we fucking get it. Like, and that's why I think the first one works so well is because I, I hesitate to I hesitate to word it like this, but like it is a comment like it's like a social commentary like like Lloyd somehow pulled it off as like yeah. represents the New York of the time, but it's you know over exaggerated tenfold, and I think that's why the first one is pulled off so well, but this one. Going into the '90s, like the the '80s punk boom, and and the '80s New York was no longer, and it just it it, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, I I think I think that's I think that's really the key here because I think this is the start of trauma moving towards the weird late trauma stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't, you know, like the later nineties trauma stuff is like, just like nonsense. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't love it. Like it's kind of fucking annoying to be perfectly honest with you. And I feel like this is the start of that, right? Like, I feel like this is setting that, that stage for those later trauma movies that. All right. Let's, 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 uh, Sergeant Kabuki man was 1990. So that was good. We like that. Right. Then 91 has this. They call me Macho Woman in Vegas and Sp- Vegas in Space. What a, what a fucking name! <laughs> um, then, we have, then we have Body Parts in '92. 
the only Troma release in 92, the Troma system in 93, we have Nukem High 3 in 94, we have, Fro- <laughs> we have Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo. I need to see that. Yeah, that's in uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but then, he, but then he comes with Tromeo and Juliet in '96. I haven't seen that. And then uh, you're right. Nothing, nothing good until Terra Firmer in '99. Uh, Which even that is like definitely off the normal trauma. Like the early trauma stuff is very much like. Like real movies, like I, they don't, they're not like, they're not as like tongue in cheek, like, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess it's the meta thing. Yeah, Toxic Avenger is a pretty good one to point to. It's like he's legitimately making a monster movie. Yeah. But also like talking about, you know, the, somehow bringing in the, uh, the fear of the nuclear war between <laughs> like the, like the Cold War, right? Yeah, yeah. Somehow pulling that together. Yeah, I don't know. Go back just, and listen to our interview with Lloyd. He says that every movie he's ever made, he's legitimately upset that it, <laughs> or that he's been involved with. He's legitimately upset that it, it's not a huge hit. There's no way he could watch Class of Nukem High Two and be surprised about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Like, even the fucking script is, like, so bizarre. I guess they're explaining this Troma Institute of Technology tit uh, for us in typical Troma fashion, right? Just, like, showing you absurd shit and being like, this is Troma High (laughs) or whatever. Um, And they're doing that. And and then we learn about this naughty gang who we've seen the the entire, like, all these scenes. We've seen them. And they look like the the Cretans, right? From the old movies. Right. But they are not the Cretans in this movie. They are the squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) A new gang in the Tromaverse. Uh, Boy, I hated that name. (laughs) (laughs) The squirrels. And the eighties is over, man. They re- they reference the Cretans at one point in like the end of the movie, which I thought was like weird. But also, this was not filmed in New York, which they usually are. This was filmed in Arizona, so I wonder. I'm just wondering if Lloyd was just like, "No, you guys are not Cretans. You guys are <laughs> fucking squirrels." <laughs> A turf war in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, these are the, these are the, these are the, the squirrels of the gang here. The leader of the squirrels is Yoke, who is dressed like fucking Bastion Booger. He just wears black underwear, (laughs) fucking leather straps all over him. Uh, It runs so much. It runs so much. And, and, and we learn that nothing frightens the squirrels. Nothing except young prepubescent boys on rollerblades. That is how the line is delivered in the movie. <laughs> the narrator delivers that line. <laughs> Weirdest thing ever. And you see prepubescent boys on rollerblades and all the squirrels are like, get out of here. <laughs> Weirdest fucking thing. And they, they will come back at the end for no reason. So look forward to that. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Richard Smith, he's got a class of Newcomb High poster in his fucking room, which <laughs> like. <laughs> Fucking kidding me right now. 
Um, and after 16 minutes, dude, th- we're only at 16 minutes in and so much has happened. It's like literally nonstop shit. And this is the only reason I, well, I shouldn't say the only reason it's the main reason I want everyone to watch it because there's so much going on that like, we will not be able to talk about <laughs> all the dumb shit that <laughs> happens in the background. And honestly, no, you can't, it would, it would be, dude, it would be a four hour episode. <laughs> and, and honestly, the other part of that is it is really fucking dumb. So if you don't. <laughs> I, the, I, I'm saying to watch it for the dumb stuff. There's a good chance you'll watch it and be like, "This is absolutely fucking the worst shit I've ever seen." What is Sean talking about? It, it, it's better. No, it's better served for like a party setting. Like if you were yeah. having a bunch of people over and like they're walking in and out of the room, getting <laughs> drinks and whatnot, having that in the background, I'm sure it would be good. Like because you could sit down and watch it for like five minutes. But like, this is what am I watching? This is absurd. <laughs> but. I, I just can't in good faith recommend, especially if you're only like a casual trauma watcher, like you've only seen a couple. Oh, that's true. Like, that's don't, true. <laughs> don't sit down and fucking watch this one, man. Watch the first one. Watch another trauma movie. <laughs> well, Rod- party setting, go ahead. So go Roger on. is, uh, as we said, he was a wrestler before he was an actor. So he's fucking huge. He's absolutely enormous. He's jacked. And, and he's clearly like thinks of himself as a hunk. He says it a couple times in the in the movie. So you're like, oh, this is going to be the hunk of the movie. Um, <laughs> turns out everyone fucking hates Roger. And that might be the funniest part of this movie. Uh, everyone constantly talking about how bad he smells. <laughs> one of the funniest fucking things and it's always under their breath as they're walking away it's all that dubbed audio that like lloyd just fucking loves to add in post-production because he's probably like this isn't funny enough like just put in a voice as somebody's walking away being like oh that guy fucking smells (laughs) because every scene he's in it features a voice in the background being like who fucking stinks (laughs) it's unbelievable and he's like you said, he, he he's physically fit and he's not a bad looking guy, except for that stupid ponytail. Or like there's always scenes where he's he's helping a, a woman, like he saves somebody's baby. And they're immediately just like, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you smelly piece of shit. Dude. Uh he goes to his uh room to check his voicemails because he's looking for a date and all the voicemails are women that he's tried to go on dates with and they're all the most insulting calls I've ever heard in my life. One woman's like, yeah, I decided I'd rather have sex with a water bug than you, but thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the invite. And everyone's every single one mentions that he fucking stinks. And like the, the scene is playing out and all you could do is focus on these voicemail calls that are still playing. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, being with you made me realize I hate everything about you. And I went back with my ex and uh, we listened to your call. And it's fucking miserable. And also you smell. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> and he's not reacting to any of them. And it's and it's so amazing. And this guy might be the most physically fit human to ever be in a trauma movie, right? Like, like Yeah, yeah. Trauma is not known for their, uh, you know, muscular physique actors. <laughs> Like this dude, this dude is like on top for like, <laughs> and constantly, dude, berating him with about how he smells, um, and and that scene you talk about where he saves a baby happens next because the squirrels steal a woman's baby and are like playing hot potato, <laughs> with it. and one guy's like, oh, I don't want this thing, and throws it a fucking hundred yards, <laughs> and Roger runs and fucking catches it like a layout 
fucking NFL catch, fucking mile away. Um, and yeah, the woman comes up to him and is like, "You fucking scumbag." <laughs> so fucking great. Well, he finds out about a sex experiment because he can't get laid on his own, and it costs eight dollars uh, <laughs> to go have sex. <laughs> it's an, also an experiment. <laughs> Which I guess comes into play, sort of. Um, and this is where he meets the Victoria, the love of his life. But this time she's alive. Um, and Roger is blindfolded. Uh, and he's going to have sex with Victoria. Victoria opens up her robe. We, of course, see a gigantic close-up of her breasts. And uh, then we also see a giant close-up of a mouth on her fucking stomach. <laughs> It reminded me of uh, of uh, Ver- Veronica. Yes, yes, uh, very the, similar. The mouth on the nipples, <laughs> very similar vibe. But but the difference being, like Lloyd was probably probably like this would be so fucking funny to have a mouth there. Oh, where do- where Glenn, Glenn is on record being like, I don't know why people were laughing at this, <laughs> despite me putting a mouth on a mouth where nipples should be. <laughs> Or no, their eyes. Sorry, their eyes. Eyes and Veronica. Dude, for sure. For sure, Lloyd was just laughing about this. Dude, there's there's like a three-minute montage in the middle of the movie of just close-ups of all of the subhumanoids' belly mouths doing things. Like drinking and smoking and brushing their teeth. (laughs) Like, he clearly just put it in for that fucking montage. Because there's no purpose for that. None. This is fucking idiotic. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna be honest. Like the effects for it aren't terrible. I couldn't. I couldn't do that on a low budget. <laughs> They're not. They're not terrible. <laughs> like fuck. Like it's not that bad. Um. And this is. But this is also just also like, watching watching her just like wiggle down. So like the her belly is where his wiener is, and being like, oh, it feels like you have a mouth there. <laughs> Yeah, that it was. Uh, I'll be honest. That was repulsive. That was stomach churning. <laughs> Watching her fuck him with her belly mouth. <laughs> Meanwhile, the scientists are watching this, and that's when we learn that the scientists are trying to create a subhuman slave race. Um. Now, like to your point, what does this have to do with a woman with a stomach on her mouth? Uh, we don't really <laughs> know. <laughs> It's not really a matter. And then we learn that she's been uh, the doctor. Oh, fuck. I forget her name. Um, it begins with an H. Uh, I forgot. I picked it up later in the movie. Um, damn it. I forget her name. Holt. Professor Holt was her name. Um, Professor Holt leads us through a... Uh, a chamber of all of her experiments where she was trying to create these, the slave race of humanoids, subhumanoids. And she tried combining a lizard with a member of the hair club for men, a classic nineties bit. Love it. (laughs) Tried to combine a human with a fly. Okay. Then I tried to combine a sophomore student and a trained dolphin. That's bulimic cut to, a uh, half man, half dolphin that is vomiting everywhere. <laughs> vomiting, uh, insane. Weirdest joke to ever put in a movie of all time. Um, and I really don't understand really the 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 purpose of any of this. But 
she ends up getting like a half gorilla, half human hybrid, and they can fuck humans with their clothes on or something. And um, uh, this is all things that they say. I'm not fabricating this. And um, but th- those gorilla people aren't the subhumanoids. The subhumanoids are um, grown in bags in a lab. So <laughs> I don't know. I think they just have to fuck the monkeys and then the eight people and then like sh- shoot the baby into a bag or something. I, I'm, 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 I'm struggling to figure it out. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. Um, but anyway, uh, and then, oh, and then they bring up, like, the squirrels. So, I was like, oh, are the squirrels subhumanoids? But then I was like, that doesn't make sense because none of the squirrels have, like, and every fucking squirrel has their stomach hanging out. Man, woman, child. They're all fucking all. barely wearing clothes. So, I was like, well, they're not subhumanoids. So, I don't actually know <laughs> what they're talking about. And this is revealed by Dean Okra, who uh, is the one doing the Tiny Tim impression the entire movie. Just being like, whoa. Fucking Paul Bearer ass voice. <laughs> Weird ass shit. Um, his, his assistant having long hair with a bird's nest up top is the most like stupid trauma joke. Yes. I can't tell if I love it or if I hate it. <laughs> and that's Professor Holt. Professor Holt's with the giant hair, which I thought was going to come into play at some point, And it doesn't it kind of does at the end but not really not really like not enough to make that a thing for the entire movie um and and this guy's tiny tim voice is so insane that you actually it's actually hard to understand what he's saying <laughs> you know like it's so bizarre that you you actually it's i had trouble understanding what he was saying sometimes <laughs> it's like a dog whistle <laughs> it really was <laughs> um <laughs> And then we get the montage of the the stomach mouth smoking and shaving. Dude, the, the stomach mouth that shaved and then had like the tissues, <laughs> the tissues on the cuts. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Um, and, and yeah, the subhumanoids are kind of weird. They they have like a little bit of super strength, kind of. But they Professor Holt is making them to do menial tasks. That's her goal. And then it seems that Dean Okra's goal is something else yes don't know his goal though but that's okay um and then toxie makes an appearance (laughs) and then it turns into a movie set as you said and it goes complete meta where it's like we're trying to film newcomb high 2 toxie what are you doing here you stupid idiot (laughs) uh but but toxie is real in this he's not an actor so he's like (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not it's not the worst bit it is kind of funny (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And then then we continue with the movie. Uh and we we see subhumanoids, they're like entering uh society kind of. They're entering the school system. Uh one of them has helped lead the trauma team, basketball team to to uh perfect record. But then she just starts melting on the court and a fucking face comes out of her stomach. <laughs> and the best part about the bit with this, um, which, by the way, this is called the subhumanoid meltdown. Like right. subhumanoid meltdown syndrome is what they they, they call it throughout the movie. Um, but when when it happens, uh, Professor Holt will come out and like try to clean up the mess and be like, oh, yeah. And they always blame it on doing exercise too quickly after eating. <laughs> 
And everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I fucking love. Fucking love it. Um, Roger goes to the newspaper editor to to try and, uh, you know, tell him he's got a hot lead here on this on this story of a subhumanoid meltdown which she she shoots down and it's very clear that she's part of the plan you know she's yep. she, she's in on it <laughs> um also i couldn't help but hear gabagoo when that guy <laughs> roger <laughs> roger explained that she had melted down to a glob of goo, goo a glob of goo and i was just like i it's like, how do you not? <laughs> it fucking sounds exactly like gabagoo. Uh, but whatever. Um, wasn't wasn't it wasn't in the vernacular at the time. No, I guess not. It should be. Uh, and that's yeah. And then she coins the phrase "the subhumanoid meltdown," and he's like, and they like play music and typical trauma, like fucking. Well, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the theme song. Oh, yay or nay for the theme. yay to the theme song. That theme song, it's, it's great. It's great. Fucking even rock. though it plays, you know, maybe perhaps six times too many. It, <laughs> it's good. Well, you know what was crazy about that theme song? It actually explains the entire movie, um, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy to me because you heard it before some of the events happened, and, and they definitely played it. But then they would play it again, and you'd be like, oh. Now they're like they played it at the very beginning before we knew mouths were a thing, and then later you hear the line and they're like they've got mouths in their belly button, <laughs> and you're like oh shit like that's funny like that's kind of fucking weird. What theme song slaps harder, this one or a haunted ween? Oh, uh, this one for sure. So, dude, subhumanoid meltdown is fucking great. <laughs> How, this is this is how it's done, guys. This is how it's done. So, <laughs> remember when the guy from Manos Hands of Fate just told everyone not to worry about things because Hollywood fix it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking brilliant. Honestly, if you were on a movie set and people start questioning you, that's probably what I would say. Also, <laughs> <laughs> especially people like not involved in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, listen, guys, you guys don't know shit. I'm the fucking. <laughs> I'm big Hollywood. Don't worry. We'll fucking <laughs> fix it in post, brother. <laughs> and then and then do nothing. Yeah, that poor guy who's probably like my fucking knees are broken. <laughs> He's like that. We'll fix that in post too. We'll fix that in post too. <laughs> Remember that guy got like really hurt, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I like ruined his life, didn't it? <laughs> He's never the same again. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's terrible. Honestly, heartbreaking for fucking Emmanuel Sanson feet. <laughs> it's just like the way he walked was so fucking idiotic. It's actually crazy. <laughs> so <Porgo>. unnecessary. Oh <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> well, um. We go to a we go to a squirrel party. All this is supposed to be like part of a plot that just like is just like you're right. Like this could have been thirty minutes, right? Like because now we we open a plot now where it's like, oh, the professor wants to take care of the subhumanoids, even though it didn't appear that way whatsoever at the beginning. No, 
<laughs> she's making a fucking uh, a fucking slave race of of subhumans uh, to do her bidding. So not like a likable character, but she's supposed to be turned into one here, um, where she's like, "Hey, you don't treat the subhumanoids bad," which is f- fucking weird. And then uh, Dean Okra, who wants to abuse them and basically, like, gives them to the squirrels to, like, <laughs> fuck around with. And, like, the squ- so, like, we see, like, this squirrel party where they just, like, make, make this subhumanoid eat a glass bottle. <laughs> and then they're shocked when he fucking dies. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> got glass poking out of his cheeks dude the special effects in this are absolutely nuts i i really did not that's think trauma for you man that. i gotta re- i have lloyd's book and i've never read it i just want to because you'll say what you will about trauma and like even this one i don't like the movie that much it, it doesn't do much for me but to be that like indie and to have those effects and like disgusting face melting scenes it's incredible He's he's really like a genius with that stuff. The effects in this are out of control. Also, maybe this was the movie that bankrupted them. <laughs> <laughs> because that list you told me after this is not good. And like the effects in this are not dude, it's insane how many there are. It's nonstop. It's it's like old school trauma in that sense, where it's just like, holy shit, like every single character melts. At one point. (laughs) Um, So the subhumanoids. uh, Yeah, that's it. Oh, and and for some reason. Oh, also the Professor Holt wants to fix the meltdown syndrome. Yes. Like to help them. I don't know. Anyway, so she's looking for like a, 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 a cure for that. Um. Meanwhile. Fucking old Roger Smith finally sees the mouth in Victoria's stomach um, <laughs> and freaks out. So she storms away. And then he immediately is like, just because Victoria had lips on her belly didn't mean I didn't love her. <laughs> Best line of all time. <laughs> so he goes to chase her. He sneaks into the lab. And this is when he learns all about the subhumanoids because uh, he he uh, Victoria and uh, Professor Holt are captured by Dean, and uh, they are kidnapped and taken away. Where they w- they're discussing the subhumanoid thing, and Dean Okra, I guess, wants the formula to fix the meltdown because he, I don't know, wants to rule the world with the subhumanoids. And, and Professor Holt, this this is a very weak story as I'm explaining it. So. You, you, <laughs> All right. All right. Good job. And then we get the Bob Saget squirrel voice that you were talking about here because it cuts to um, some like toxic waste or some. Oh, no, it's it's some melted subhumanoid in a bucket that tipped over and a squirrel is outside and the squirrel is narrating (laughs) is narrating this scene and is doing like. No, was it Bob Saget or was it the other guy doing um, America's Funniest People when with that voice? But no, no, no. The, it is Bob. It is Bob Saget because the Jackalope is the other guy. Well, I don't remember the Jackalope. You don't remember the Jackalope? No, oh, bro. What? All right. Well, they both. You talk, did, you talk about Tom. 
what? No, not Tom Bergeron. Fucking America's Funniest People with uh, Dave Couillet. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> How many fucking Full House alumni? They both, kind of dude, they went up against each other. They went head to head, baby. <laughs> and no, listen, no, it, I can tell you, because I never watched that. Uh, I was I was team Elena. So oh, my I God. I watched Dave Couillet. Well, I mean, I was. we were probably seven at the time. I don't think I knew... <laughs> I don't think he had dated Alanis yet, but <laughs> she went down to him out of theater. Uh, I'm team. I'm team Alanis. <laughs> Leave that behind. <laughs> I, I listen. I uh, I'm with you, but at the time, I was all about that jackalope on America's Funniest People. They did like, uh, honestly, I probably have seen that. I got I got to look it up. I don't. They know did like skits but. on it. They did skits. Anyway, the point is, it's this fucking absurd squirrel voice that's like. <laughs> oh, this looks so yummy. <laughs> and the squirrel is narrating him eating it and just like being like, nom, 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 this is so good. Ooh, I have a belly. <laughs> and we cut to this squirrel like 18 times talking to himself and like, we'll, we'll go back to the movie and then come back to the squirrel. Who's like, mm, oh, my tummy hurts. I'm growing. <laughs> and like, they literally, all they had to do was show us. Like we would have figured it out. Right. <laughs> It's so unnecessary. It might be the most unnecessary. In a movie full of unnecessary things, this might be the most unnecessary. I, honestly, I think I agree. I think I agree. <laughs> they might have honestly done that because America's Funniest Video was, was so big at the time. Oh, fuck. You might be right. Pulling pulling the Bob Saget fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Imagine Kuda. sending in a video of like your loved ones getting hit in the nuts and then having to listen to that. <laughs> the fucking idiot Bob Saget narrating that voice over it. So I actually is looked. Even, at, oh, what? It's gone. I was just gonna say, like, it, why is he doing that? Making up his own scenario, like his own conversations over over the video when when all the videos have fucking audio. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. And so I actually pulled it up because of this because I was like, I want to. I was like, did Bob Saget do the squirrel and the jackalope? Or like, I couldn't figure it out. So. Bob Saget did have like a squirrel voice for sure, but I I found a clip from the first season and I think it was the first episode actually. Dude, they were playing like the tamest videos that were so so unfunny. I can't believe it made it past season one, but <laughs> I I think for the time it was probably like I don't know like I I can't, I can't Joe the first clip I saw was a baby just spitting up like it was just a baby spitting like oh. oh. John, I, that that lasted for seasons. It's always just like kids picking their nose on camera, or like like some guys mildly stumbling, <laughs> like not even falling down, just like tripping on camera. Dude, that's so, that's so great. Dude, a baby spinning up is like literally just life. That's that's the way life works. The baby spits up. It's the smallest amount of spit up. It doesn't even touch the guy who's holding the baby, and he's just like, oh, jeez. And then the mom's like, oh, boy. And like it cuts and the crowd's like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> It was the craziest yeah, yeah. shit. No, Sean, they would have like segments where they group it all together. So there'd be like the baby bits where it's just <laughs> them doing that. And then it'd be like the bits where people fall off bikes. But again, it's not ever in a funny manner. It's like trying to get off and like stumbling two steps or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. And Bob Saget doing voices over it. 
Oh, fuck. That's funny. Um, anyway, so that squirrel's eating sludge, so you can guess where that's going because he starts walking on two feet and clearly growing. So that's that. Uh, meanwhile, a subhumanoid head starts chasing Roger around with a British accent, being like, Roger, please help me, which has not happened to any of the other subhumanoid heads. Uh, but this one, it does. Um, and for some reason, they actually have like a sit down and a chat about, I don't even know. I'll I'll be honest. I don't don't know. (laughs) It is what it is. And Roger, oh, the subhumanoid tells him. What is the subhumanoid? I think the subhumanoid reveals the entire plan of Dean Okra, which I thought Roger already knew, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) So, because then after that, Roger then goes to the classes and like tries to rally the troops and like get these students to storm the reactor, which they do. And they, (laughs) to fight back the, uh, the, the trauma nuclear plant. Um, By the way, I just want to highlight one of the classes is called Uzi 101, which always gives me a chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We get Dean Okra is cutting off Holt's hair, Professor Holt's big BNS hair to get information. So I was like, oh, this will be something. This will be like, there's definitely going to be some sort of weird fucking mutant under there. It's not. He doesn't even cut it. He just, nothing happens. It doesn't matter. Um, and meanwhile, the giant squirrel has arrived as they are fighting the nuclear plant. Uh, the giant squirrel has arrived. And of course, somebody screams, look at the size of those nuts cut to the squirrel who is holding two giant (laughs) acorns. Classic trauma. Classic trauma. Um, also, the squirrel starts pissing somewhere and, like, just has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so obscene. It's just so excessive. I fucking love it. Uh, one of the mutants gets free, though, from the, the cells and kills Dean Okra by ripping his fucking head off and eating it. Um, this allows Professor Holt to escape and Roger to save his uh, love of his life, Victoria. And then we just start seeing people's fucking faces melt. And we're back to where we started at the beginning of the movie. Um, but we're just cutting to people melting. Oh dude. And the, the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen of these two people who are fucking and they're like, well, we're going to die. Any they're normal people at first. And they're like, we're, we're going to die anyway. So why don't we go out screwing? And, uh, we will cut back to them, uh, every like two minutes and they start melting on to each other. And like, to each other and it is honestly stomach churning to watch it it was one of the most repulsive things because they're fucking making out and their cheeks are like melted into one another it's so fucking gross dude it's i can't even imagine doing that with a person with all that shit on you like i'd be like you you gotta get the fuck out of here like get the fuck away from me like i can't i can't do this (laughs) fucking disgusting um so Roger's still narrating. He goes, well, it seemed like the end of the world, or at least the end of this movie. Um, <laughs> and also a classic moment in this movie for me was uh, the army's like shooting the squirrel and they're like, it's a giant squirrel. And the squirrel, for some reason, flips them off for, I don't, I don't know, why. <laughs> like gives them the finger. 
And one of the guys starts freaking out and he starts screaming. He gave us the finger. He gave us the finger. He's a crass squirrel. <laughs> oh, fucking imagine writing that down and being like, you're going to say this. <laughs> you're going to call this giant fucking lethal squirrel a crass squirrel. Crass squirrel. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's a crass squirrel. So Roger gives Victoria the serum that uh, Professor Holt had in her hair, which is the use of the hair. But by the way, the serum was a test tube. It could have been in her fucking pocket. So don't don't tell me the hair is necessary. Um, and Roger gives a speech about the subhumanoids and the humans can now live in harmony <laughs> and adds at the end. Uh, unfortunately, only Victoria had the antidote. So... <laughs> so- <laughs> funniest thing uh so all the subhumanoids <laughs> are dead <laughs> and the squirrel though is still alive which he acknowledges like he's wrapping up this movie and then he's like yeah but the squirrel uh that thing with the squirrel it was still happening <laughs> and then it kind of ends and then kind of goes back to the squirrel and we finally get the lloyd show up here where lloyd is the voice of uh the helicopter pilot <laughs> the helicopter pilot yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I fucking love his voice. It's so funny. And he's just flying a decoy acorn around the squirrel. And it's him and that guy, Michael Hertz, who, like, is it Michael Hers? Hers, I think is his name. Michael Hers, yeah. It, it, this guy, Michael Hers, who's been his, like, partner. Uh, yeah, their names forever. will pop up on every. Yeah. I, by the way, they have the greatest uh, title screen. Oh, for sure. The old school New York skyline with with their, like, the 80s news screen. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That, like, synth song that plays on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's fucking phenomenal. And uh, it, Michael Hers does one of the voices in it. And uh, so it's him and his buddy there doing the voices of these pilots. But it's the most insane thing. He's just like, I've got the decoy. And it's just a giant acorn. <laughs> And it's just flying around the squirrel, and they're trying to lure him away to East Tromaville, where both of their mothers and mother-in-laws live. Because that that joke is always great. <laughs> always happy to hear that joke. Um, and uh, that's the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> they don't. They don't actually. They're they're like it ends with Michael Hurst being like, "Did he lure him away?" And then it just cuts <laughs> to credits. <laughs> see, see, not I'm not saying this for like to two our own horns. I'm saying this to emphasize my point. The length of this episode would be perfect for that fucking film. Like, <laughs> cut out 45 minutes of the bullshit that you had to sit through. I would recommend it to everybody. Yeah, but it's just it just runs too long. Nothing happens. Nothing. We get we get two flashbacks. The guy narrates all this bullshit, and then you, as you just said, there's no payoff. Everybody dies. We don't even know what happens with the big squirrel. <laughs> it's actually crazy. It's actually fucking crazy. It's actually fucking crazy. Oh, I fucking love it though, man. I I don't know. It's it's bizarre. It's fucking trauma. I don't know. I can't I can't get enough of it. Well, we should be excited because uh guess what we're doing next week? <laughs> Tales from the Crapper. Listen, I, I've never seen it. Uh based off title alone, I love it. 
Yeah, and uh, the fact that Lloyd plays the crap keeper is the funniest shit. That's actually why I chose it. I told Joe that. Um, and I think, I think James Gunn is involved in this movie. Um, 2004, uh, James Gunn plays uh, James Gunn, I guess. Uh Let's hear the plot. Troma co-founder and B-movie director, producer Lloyd Kaufman plays the crap keeper. He presents the viewers with two horror, <laughs> two horror stories. Matt, dude, like the guy like has some money, right? <laughs> Imagine you're like, all right, I'll play, I'll play, uh, I'll play the crap keeper. <laughs> 2004, he was in his, probably in his sixties. No, fifties, I guess. Uh, you know, fucking weirdo. Um, he presents the horror the viewers with two horror stories that contain gore, nudity, fat men, talking penises, lesbian scenes, vampires, UFOs. Did you, did you say? Did you say fat men? Fat men, ah, dude. I'm reading this. <laughs> All those other things you list are so like you know like paranormal, like not day to day things. This is fat men. <laughs> And, ap- and appearances by porn star Ron Jeremy and the band Newfound Glory. Oh my God! The film was purportedly shot over three years with six directors and close to fifteen writers. <laughs> what? What is happening? Sometimes, sometimes I feel like he might add those rumors in himself. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. There's no way there's six directors involved with this. Oh After, my like, the third one, they would just be like, you know what? This is... We've had enough. Dude, this is so weird. Kevin Eastman is in it, who created the Ninja Turtles comic book. Um, George, George Garcia from fucking Lost is in it, playing a guy named Raccoon Head. Wait. Is that is that Hurley? Yeah, or is it Jorge Garcia? I'm sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. That's Jorge, right? I think so, but yeah. it's a guy that plays Hurley, right? Yeah, Hurley. Nine hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Trey Parker's in it. Ted Raimi's in it. What the fuck? What a I think weird... it might be good then. Eli Roth is in it. <laughs> You said, what year was this? 2004. Wow. Um, There's somebody by the name of Count Smokula playing himself. (laughs) (laughs) What? This is fucking the best shit ever. (laughs) Tales from the Crapper. I'm excited. Count Smokula is a 496-year-old accordion-playing vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I fucking love it. And, of course, like a ton of uh, porn stars. Of course. Goes without saying. Goes without saying. So tune in next week for Tales from the Crapper. It's a solid 90-minute flick, so get ready for that. <laughs> Count Smokula. <laughs> is <laughs> This is fucking nuts. First off, he has a tongue that might be like 15 
feet long. I've never seen that. Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that real? That's, dude, that's disgusting. <laughs> why, why is this guy famous? <laughs> oh, man. That's rich. This movie's going to rule. Dude, yeah, dude, it's it's real. There's a picture of him with uh, some some lady. Oh my <laughs> and god! It's like, You're it's right. The length of her entire fucking <laughs> torso. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What is what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> How a four hundred dude? Why is he still around? How a four hundred ninety six year old vampire is selling NFTs? <laughs> The picture of him is insane. <laughs> Look at like a fucking bozo. <laughs> oh my god. I am uh I'm all in on this guy, Count Smokey Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Alright. Well, it just goes to show you, like, if you just dress like an asshole long enough, like you can gain some traction. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wasn't there that guy that like we would see at cons. Oh, yeah. He was dressed as, like, a, a priest. Remember that guy? He was, like, bald. Yeah. 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 He was always at the Connecticut ones. Yeah. Um, but we like also doctor. Saw, We ended up seeing him in, like, Chicago and stuff also. Do you remember that? Yeah. He 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 gets hired to, like. Just to walk around. Go to the cons as a character. Yeah. A fucking creep. <laughs> like, oh, it's all you have to do then. You just walk around. Like, this guy just walks around like a fucking priest. Like a fucking creepy priest. Yeah. He puts it in context. Like, look at this fuck. He's, he's a plague doctor, but he doesn't even wear those, like, big, you know, the big beaked plague ma- doctor masks. No, no it's not the plague doctor guy. This guy's bald and dressed like a priest. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. He goes by the plague doctor. What? He goes, it, dude, that's his, like, gimmick. Oh, is it? Yeah. But he doesn't have the plague doctor mask. You can see his face. No, no, you see his face. I, dude, trust me, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, that's fucking weird. That's fucking weird. That's my point. He doesn't wear that mask. It's like he's he's arguably like the least unique. <laughs> That's actually crazy. But good for him. Like, I'm not. I'm not hating on him. Like, no, no. I'm saying that, to pull to pull that off without even doing the plague doctor gimmick. That, yeah. Legendary. That's like what Count Smokula did. Like, they were just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to dress around. I'm going to dress like a fucking... You're right. Dude, you're right. Because this guy's not a vampire. There's, I, I've, I'm looking at, like, 50 pictures of him. There is nothing that indicates this man is a fucking vampire. <laughs> he just plays the fucking accordion. Dude, he wears a stupid hat, carries an accordion, and has a long tongue. There's nothing that would ever make me think this man was, was playing a vampire. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm excited. Tales from the Crapper, guys. Um, and then Turkey Shoot, and then Thanksgiving 3. we got a great November. I'm pumped. And then a great December and January. The Dude, the live show that I have picked out for January is a chef kiss, but I'll hold on to it. Hold on to it. For a minute. And I think the December live show, the, the second showing... Uh, that movie, which I'll hold on to till December, I also think we will have a lot of people very excited to watch that. So, okay, um, tune in, f- gang, and the December one will be free for everyone. So, 
we will. Nice. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun to to bring Special enough guests. My count Smokula, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna try and book him for the show. <laughs> Please don't. Are you kidding me? He probably Look charges like an astronomical fee. <laughs> Uh, all right guys so that's it um thank you all so much again for the pre-orders thanks to all of our patreon supporters um you if you want to donate patreon.com slash i hate horror like really appreciate all of you for your donations it's just so it, it means a lot to us um merch should be shipping in the next few weeks so look out for that and then uh probably december we'll open back up with some a really small amount of orders for that and then uh start working on our next merch drop which will do something fun and unique for that um as we try to always do um what else do we promote oh instagram.com slash i hate horror i hate horror.com um and facebook.com slash i hate horror and joe where can they find you Instagram, Boognish1985. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Joe for doing the show for me. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster.